Residents and visitors to Port Elizabeth, now called Nelson Mandela Bay, may remember with fondness the old Oceanarium and the Happy Valley Nature Park, both of which fell into neglect. Well, that's about to change. The Mandela Bay Development Authority is behind an ambitious plan called the Bay World Program, named after the old Oceanarium, to revitalize tourism and commerce in the area. The plan provides for 13 projects, including a revamped oceanarium, an international convention center, and a nature park and reserve. It's situated on the tourism strip and is spread over 55 hectares of prime land within about two and a half kilometers from a planned new Eritropolis, and we'll find out what that is in a minute, as well as two and a half kilometers from the inner city and an anticipated new waterfront. Pretty exciting stuff. To find out more, we're joined by Luvuyo Bangazi, Corporate Services Executive, Mandela Bay Development Authority. Hi, Lovuyo. Tell us a little bit about the Bay World Program. What does it entail and how far along are you in the development? Thank you very much. So Bay World, most South Africans will remember it as that iconic tourism landmark that used to host jumping dolphins and animal shows for entertainment in the late 70s into the 80s, receiving about 100 to 300,000 visitors a year. Unfortunately, it fell into hard times and it went into ruin and we had to lose our dolphins to Hong Kong. But uh, fast forward to 2016, um, this facility, which is owned by the provincial government of the Eastern Cape, is on municipal land, which is Nasmanila Bay. And the two parties decided that enough is enough. It's time to rework this. It's time to revitalize this and, and you know, to reboot the economy of the city. So when the MBDA was tasked with this job, we actually took a, a step back to say, look, it's actually part of a much wider precinct. It's not just the oceanarium. When you look at the parcels of land that are surrounding Bay World, which include uh, the Happy Valley Nature Park that you've mentioned, as well as Talcom Park, which is a site that used to host the old rugby stadium, um, we have now circled that uh, precinct and called it Bay World. And just this week, we started demolishing dilapidated structures. We've done the feasibility work. We've done the economic modeling. We're moving ahead, and we believe this is a great opportunity for investors to have a look at. Okay, so this is obviously going to cost money. Uh, where's that going to come from? Who's going to pay? The good thing is we've done the, the hard yard. You know, we've done the, the, the feasibility stuff. We've done the economic modeling and looked at, you know, the yields from this project. And we know that there is value for triple P, triple P's, which is your public-private partnerships. Some of the projects are purely developmental in nature, which means uh, a lot more government resources will go towards them. But what we're planning to do on Tuesday is to really unpack these and say to potential investors and, and community out there, um, have a look at this. And we need to understand from you how best we can package it so that it makes sense and, and it makes economic sense for you to have a look at. So we're looking at a mix of government funds as well as triple partner, triple P's. Right. So the question is, how far along in the development are you? You mentioned that you started demolishing buildings. I presume that there's uh, other facilities you're going to have to do, set the groundwork. Are you advanced at all in terms of that? We, you know, we advance in the, in the sense that we've done the, the, the costings. We have done the, the, the base work in terms of dealing with uh, structures that need to be get you know the, to be get written off. What we're not going to be doing at this point is to not interfere with the market. We believe that uh, those who look at this will look at the opportunity 
and will indicate to us what is it that they can untake and what is it that government needs to do. For example, we know that bulk services are a key issue and we need to make sure that um, there is some provision or at least there are offsets uh, in terms of when we engage with whoever is keen to develop. Um, you know, the old stadium uh, land parcel uh, has intact uh, services because it functioned with top structures. Um, so there's minimal work to be done there. The Bay World similar. So we're not going to be investing heavy up front and uh, in, in interfere with the market. I think we are listening because at this point we need to understand how the market wishes to engage with this project. We have done its cost. It's, it's going to take about $7 billion, uh, to completely do all these projects, and we don't expect that from a single investor or a single developer. Uh, we're probably looking at different ways of packaging it. Now, you mentioned there are 13 projects in the pipeline, and that's uh, according to the promotion that you put out. Tell us about a few of them. We talked about the ocean area, and that's being revitalized. And what is an Eritropolis? So the Aerotropolis sits right outside of the Baywell precinct, and we've made reference to it because, um, you know, it's a gateway to the city. You know, our international airport, which needs a, which needs a revamp, um, is a gateway to the city and the province. So the Aerotropolis is really a airport city. Um, your likes of DDBX in Dubai, um, are typically Aerotropolis is where they have back end logistics. But that project is privately pursued. Uh, it's not one of ours. We're facilitating and supporting it. Um, in terms of Baywell, though, um, and the Baywell precinct, that's where our effort is, uh, and that's where the seven billion rand that we're referring to uh, is identified to be looked at for. Now, what impact do you expect this will have on the local economy? Huge, um, huge, and in, in two aspects: one on job creation, but also. Uh, in terms of, you know, um, the return on investment for those involved. We know that it's going to yield increased bed night activity into the economy, the tourism economy. We also know that it's going to inject the much needed uh, indirect uh, GDP growth into the economy of the city, which has struggled a bit. But the three projects that are key for us in this is the Oceanarium, which we know is a game changer. We're looking at a new and modern oceanarium that is not a circus, that is not an animal show, but more of an immersive experience using latest digital technologies. And we've seen these at play, such as holograms and et cetera, in other places. The second one is the ICC. We believe that the city is right now for an ICC and to take advantage of the growth that we anticipate. You know, if you think about the fact that we're the automotive hub of South Africa, Every major manufacturer is in the Eastern Cape or nearby. Um, there's been constant demand for uh, international motor shows, but also international conferences for the automotive sector and the downstream supplies. And, you know, we've lost out opportunities to other countries because of this. So we believe that the ICC, the Oceanarium are key. And third, you know, maximizing the natural beauty that is there with uh, the Happy Valley Nature Park. And we believe, you know, our partnership with, with entities such as Eastern Cape, Eastern Cape Parks Board will unleash potential to bring in, uh, you know, small wildlife uh, and, and add to the mix that is available so that we bring this green lung all the way down to the coast. So those three projects amongst the 13 are top priority for us. Right. And ICC means International Convention Center. So you're going to be emulating what Cape Town and I guess the Santon Convention Center in Joburg has done as well. 
the garden route has obviously become world famous and a high percentage of tourists in South Africa who visit South Africa, they're rated amongst the most beautiful in the world. Do you expect this development to capture a bit more of this traffic that's moving through the city and its surroundings? Oh, most definitely. So, our, you know, the, the numbers we've done in terms of tourism projections uh, point to the fact that we may be able to increase visitor stays between one and two days just because of this project. And that's very key for us because we don't want to be a thoroughfare destination. Um, we want value to stay in Nelson Mandela Bay. That means uh, the more creative activities that are, uh, you know, that are engaging uh, and attractive to a diverse set of markets, whether they're local or international. In fact, we're quite focused on on supporting, or not even supporting, on on focusing on the domestic market because we know we are a very cheap destination uh, for the rand value that it is. Um, you know, it's easy for, for anyone to come to Nelson Mandela from anywhere in South Africa. It's even more of an advantage with internationals. But our first priority is the domestic market. And we know that if we can increase uh, from one day to two more days, uh, that's almost 100 percent increase in stay. And that's a huge benefit for the city. Very exciting stuff. Luvoyo Bongazi, Corporate Services Executive, Mandela Bay Development Authority. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much.